0: Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust, Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers Cash. Then redeem your Pampers Cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello there, and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group, and I will tell you before we start that this is a question about consent, and we will be talking a little bit about sex in this episode. So if you are listening with kids around and that's not a conversation you're interested in having them over here, just a heads up. This question says, when and how do I have conversations with my kids about consent regarding their bodies, touching and allowing touch from others, their peers, and how to be safe physically, emotionally, and with their devices, and how to safely explore the questions and curiosities around sex and sexuality. This is a huge, big, and deep question, and we're probably not going to get to all of it in this short time that we have together, but I wanted to pick up on this question because it's been something I've been thinking a lot about myself. And I think the shortest answer about how to have these conversations is have them early, have them often, and have them in age-appropriate ways. And so we'll go through a couple of examples of that. I'm also going to point you to an article called How to Talk to Kids About Sex and Consent from the Child Mind Institute. I will put a link to that in the show notes. It really breaks this down, I think, in a helpful and more overall way than I'll probably be able to get at today. I think consent is a very specific and a very interesting part of talks we have with our kids about sex that is sometimes maybe we forget to put quite such a fine point on. But I think it's an important issue for kids to learn inside and outside the context of sex. So one thing we talk a lot about, I have two boys and a girl, and there's a lot, especially you know during the pandemic, there was a lot of being at home and roughhousing, and that would get a little bit out of control sometimes. And sometimes my more sensitive boy would not want to participate in the ways the other boy and girl were. Sometimes my girl would get a little overwhelmed because she's the smaller one of the three. And so we established a very specific rule that when first of all you only play with people who are playing. So like you don't tackle people while they're sitting on the couch. You only play with people who are involved in the game. And the second rule was that as soon as someone says stop, you stop what you're doing. So you don't say stop unless you want the game to end or the game to pause. And the minute someone says stop, you stop what you're doing. And I think it's something that I've had to oversee a lot, and this is something I oversee basically from two rooms away. As soon as I hear someone say, I'll stop, and I hear the game keep going, I will walk into the other room and say, I heard the word stop. I want everyone in this room to pause, and let's figure out if someone's getting hurt, if someone's not enjoying themselves. And I think it's a the kind of rule that starts to reinforce the idea that we are look for other people's social clues in terms of whether or not they are participating and enjoying whatever we are doing together. And we know that when people ask us to stop, we do that immediately. And we do not make a judgment about whether or not they really want us to stop. We just know that the minute we hear the word stop or no, that is our cue to stop. And I think I've been thinking about it more and more as my kids get older in terms of starting to transfer this into a conversation about sex, about consent, about how we approach other people. And the biggest way we do it is just having a lot of conversations about it. And for me, those conversations do not happen in the context of like, let's all sit down on the couch. It's time for mom to talk to you about sex, because in my experience, it doesn't go that great. So I am constantly on the lookout for entrances into this conversation. I am looking for conversations about like, how do we respond to pressure? How do we pressure other people? And how does that feel? What makes pressure feel difficult to us? What is it about fitting in that's important to us? And like, I've had that experience. I wanted the cute lacrosse boys to like me. So I drove even though I didn't have a license and I put myself in a dangerous situation. But what caused that was I was feeling insecure about you know them liking me. And that's an experience I had. That reminds me of the experience you had. And here's how I wish I could have responded to it. And so these conversations don't always have to be about sex. They can really be about issues of like why we feel pressure how we respond to pressure. And then I think it's very important. And that's ages and stages. You can be having a conversation with a three-year-old about like, hey, your friend did not like it when you did that. And did you look at their face? And did you understand that they didn't like that experience? Then you're having conversations with six-year-olds about like, hey, you just shot that person with a Nerf gun and they weren't even playing Nerf. Like they weren't part of the game. That's a consent conversation. And then as we keep moving through, I think as kids get older, we much more specifically introduce sex into the conversation. And then I think we also need to start having conversations about use of alcohol and drugs around these issues, how that affects consent. And I think we have to just have the most frank conversations we possibly can about this. Go back and listen to our fresh take with Michelle Icard on 14 talks to have before the age of 14. Like that will give you some really helpful perspective on this as well. And so the question of how do we have these talks is just the practice of having them, the constantly looking for like those teachable moments where, oh, I'm seeing something that ties into this and I'm going to point your attention to this and emphasizing in the beginning with little ones, how consent works in gameplay, how consent works with being around their friends and making their friends feel good. And then as they get older, really starting to tie those lessons into sex, how we consent to things, what role alcohol and drugs plays in that. And then also... Always, how are we being a helper instead of being a bystander? And these are the kind of things that if we're raising kids who are looking out for a kid who's getting bullied on the playground, who are looking out for whether or not kids are having fun or they're just kind of going along with what the popular or the bigger kids want them to do, that is the foundational work that makes these conversations actually meaningful when we, as we continue to have them throughout our kids' lives huge topic. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on that one because there's so much interesting stuff there. And I'd like to do a deeper dive. But I hope that helps for now. If you have a question for myself or Amy, send them to questions at com or ask them on our Facebook page. And you may hear your question answered in an upcoming episode. Thanks
1: for listening.